The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Hello. On this week's episode, we'll talk about the potential big Robert Sarver story that might come out. We'll just briefly touch on that. After that, we have three games to recap against the Nuggets, Lakers, and Blazers. And then to end the show, we'll do a few Game previews for games against the Kings and the Cavaliers. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five star review and a comment, and you will get a shout out on the show. Shout outs are in order for our bet question from last week. This was our first regular season bet question, so shout out to none other than at Comic Evangelist on Twitter. He gets the first regular season win of the year. We were guessing Devin Booker points in the first game of the season against the Nuggets. Comic Evangelist said 20, and Booker scored 12. Thank you to everyone who guessed. I loved your optimistic high guesses like I made when I said 40. But uh, Booker kind of had a stinker in this one. So shout out to friend of the show, at Comic Evangelist. And then between the two of us, you were closer because you said 35, and I said 40. (laughs) So I suppose you were closer to 12. A little bit, yep. <laughs> Homer blood flowing strong right there, baby. Yeah, that's right. That's what we do. <laughs> All right, we'll start things off and just briefly touch on this. Last week we heard that there would be a giant story about Suns owner Robert Sarver, about things like racism, sexual harassment, sexism, things happening in the front office of the Phoenix Suns. So this was supposed to come out. Okay, we found out this was supposed to come out at the end of the regular season, but a writer leaked a little something of it last week, so it really hit social media, Twitter, just by storm. So a lot of people were talking about it last week, and we were all expecting a story to come out yesterday or the day before, but that hasn't happened yet. So. What's your takeaway from us not hearing anything yet, Mitch? Well, we waited until Tuesday, October 26th at 9 p.m. to record this, <laughs> just in case. But no story yet, as of right now. And I imagine by the time this comes out, it'll probably be out. But whatever, that's how it goes. Um, I mean, I think the team released a statement that is not encouraging (laughs) so yeah we'll see i'm i'm trying really not to make any assumptions or judgments until we hear the story um but it's not looking good based on the sun's response right that one was really interesting how they said that they have documentary evidence to refute the claims that are going to come out in this article 
how? Right. How, how do you even know? And if 50 people were interviewed for this, apparently, and this was supposed to happen at the end of the regular season. So, I mean, that's half a year away that this story was going to be worked on. But I don't know why it got leaked so early, if that's the case. It's all very interesting. Maybe it's all just BS. Who knows? I, I personally don't think it is. that There has to be a little something behind all of this. But pretty weird situation. And, you know, we expect with the media cycle that this would have come out, you know, Monday or Tuesday, and it didn't. So I want to say the longer it goes without a any sort of real story, the less likely it is to happen. Yeah, I can see that. And, you know, maybe uh, there's things like lawsuits. Uh, maybe that's already in play. Maybe the league itself, the NBA, has something to do with this. Uh, who knows, really? Yeah, who knows? I mean, we've seen this stuff from other owners. We had the Donald Sterling incidents a while back. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, this stuff, unfortunately, doesn't really surprise me at this point. Um. We'll just have to see. Uh, I think I may have misunderstood, though. I thought what I had read was it, the story was supposed to come out at the end of last season, at the end of the regular oh. season. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I thought that's what I had read, that it was going to come out back then. And then the team went to the playoffs, and the writer decided not to publish it. I don't know. Well, that, I, okay, that'd make more sense. Maybe I, maybe I just read that wrong. But. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think the point is we don't really know many details right now, so we just right. have to wait to come out. I, I did hear that Earl Watson was interviewed for the piece, though, so I'm interested to see what Earl had to say. That's yes. That might be the thing I'm most interested in. Just to, That was a pretty weird era of the team. What was going on behind the scenes then? Yeah, it was a very, very strange era. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right. Let's get into some regular season game recaps. It was a somewhat quick offseason, but we were ready for this. And maybe the Suns weren't quite ready for the start of the regular season. Off to a 1-2 and two start. Not terrible, but, you know, we, we were expecting a lot out of this team. But it's only three games. We can't get too ahead of ourselves either way. So in game one, a loss to the Nuggets, 110-98. to 98. And... I mean, Booker had a pretty rough game. I think that is uh, definitely an explanation for what happened. Um, the Nuggets are good, too, and I'm sure they wanted to win. It's really hard to beat a team five times in a row. That's true. Yeah. The so, fifth one held us up a little bit right there. Yeah, and yeah, I'll take <clears throat> For sure. And you can tell, yeah, Booker with just 12 points in this one only played just a little bit under 30 minutes and yeah you could see that he missed training camp he wasn't quite ready to go just in that in that prime basketball shape quite yet and you know we've seen him log a few more minutes along the way in the next couple games and he seems to be getting in a little bit more of a rhythm but if we don't have booker going it's uh it's going to be a different kind of Phoenix Suns basketball game, and that's that's what this one ended up being. Yeah, and Jay Crowder with two points on 0 for 5 shooting, that doesn't help either. 
Oh, the bench no. actually played pretty well, though. Do have to give it up to them. 11 for Cam Johnson, 10 for Campaign, 11 for Landry Shamit on 4 for 5 shooting, 6 and 8 for JaVale McGee. They did what they needed to, but yeah, starters just weak. No one, Mikhail Bridges led the team in scoring with 16. Right. You know, I, I like seeing Mikhail lead the way and, you know, getting his shots up, led the team with 16 shots in this one too, but uh, I, I'd prefer watching D-Book go for 30 or, you know, 35 or 40 like we predicted before the game, which was far off. But yeah, uh, the bench did play great. That's kind of what, what we were expecting, you know, even with a couple new pieces, it it seemed like those guys were going to just all gel together really well and be great backups for our starters. I think uh, we got a nice taste of that right away, but, you know, maybe that's fallen off the next couple games and your bench isn't going to, I don't know, this was a 12-point game. Our bench did a very solid job in this one, but, yeah, two out of Crowder, 15 out of Booker, or 12 out of Booker, 15 out of Paul. We need a little more juice. Yep, yep. When we had a short off season, and it was apparent. Yep. And uh, on the other end, Jokic, twenty-seven points, thirteen rebounds. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. If if Aiton yeah. can hold him to that, I think you just got to take that one and move on to the next one. But yeah, I agree. They're doing a pretty solid job without Jamal Murray still. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's it wasn't that long ago when he was healthy, but it's kind of crazy to think about what these guys are going to look like when he does come back fully healthy again. Yeah, and Will Barton has been great. He is right. such an underrated player, and yeah, they're going to be scary with Will Barton playing like this and when Jamal Murray comes back. Yeah, if Will Barton was a hundred percent healthy in that playoff series last year, that they, they maybe would have pulled a game or two from us. Right. Eh, maybe one. Maybe, maybe. Maybe one. <laughs> but um he did look good out there after not playing basketball for a couple months or whatever yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. So Definitely. this offseason treated him well. Good for him. All right, next game. The one we were all really waiting for, Suns at Lakers. We head to LA. We take a 10-point win, 115 to 105, and that score makes this game look a lot closer than it really was because in the second and third quarter, we put up 34 in the second, 37 in the third, and held them to 18 and 23. So we just we slaughtered them through right. the middle two quarters of this game and in the fourth, we had our bench in, and they just they kept their starters in and tried to claw back in, which I don't blame them for. You don't like getting embarrassed at home early in the season. Yeah. We were up by 32 with about three minutes left in the third quarter. <laughs> Feels good. Uh, it, it really did feel good, and the the jokes going around about how the part that in the se- the playoff series last year that got all of us so heated when LeBron was doing his post-up drills. That had been the last game they had won for a really long time, but they finally got one after this game, obviously. But Yes, yes. Quite yeah, the it, it was. Yeah, it was, it was nice for them to be humbled yet again. And I just don't think the Lakers are that good. I don't think they're going to be that great this year. Uh, I, I don't either, and they're playing right now. I think I'm, and and LeBron's out, and I I think uh, Westbrook, if he's gonna 
show that he's, you know, going to be a really productive member of this team, I, this is where he's going to have to step up. And maybe they'll realize that they shouldn't play those two guys together. It, it's such a weird pairing. And Russ is just a... Uh, Man, it's like he's out of his element a little bit. He's still mm-hmm. flying around a thousand miles per hour, but not making good decisions, not taking great shots. I, yeah. I don't have much good to say about this Lakers experiment so far. No, no, they they did win. The game ended. They won one twenty five, one twenty one in overtime over the Spurs. Okay. And also, while we're looking at other scores, go Braves. They're up 6-2 in the ninth inning in game one of the World Series. Oh, wow. There we go. Yeah. There go we go Braves for sure. All right. Uh, any final takeaways from this Lakers game, or should we move it on? Um, Devin Booker was kind of back in his groove a little bit. Nine for 19 shooting, 22 points. Quite a bit better. Um, and then Chris Paul. Chris Paul had a great game. 23 points, 14 assists, five rebounds, and he becomes, I believe, the only active player with more than 20,000 points and 10,000 assists. That's crazy. Amazing. It's absolutely crazy, and it's cool, you know, the guy in the Suns jersey doing it with our long-storied point guard depth over the years. It's cool having another guy like Chris Paul here breaking records like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're happy for him. We did just kind of skip over the stats for this one, but Bridges with 21, Booker 22, Paul 23. That's what we'd like to see. Yeah. Aiton, though, only goes for eight points, 15 boards on the night, which is fantastic. But this is uh, this game and the next one are what the people who think maybe Aiton didn't deserve a max. I mean, this is what you can point to and say, look, he he doesn't. Right. And I don't disagree with that, but it's just the consistency of it. He can look so good in one game. And you know what? Maybe in our next game he goes for 20 and 15 and we're going to say, oh, he's such a beast. I mean, it's so wishy-washy. And yeah, maybe that's why you don't give him five years. I think uh, the more games you see like this, the more you can understand that. But then again, coming alive in the playoffs like he did last year, it's a... It's a debate that can go back and forth, really. I've seen so many good points of saying, yeah, you got to max him versus why not wait, get him for one less year. I I don't know. It's uh, the the Aiton conundrum. Yeah, well, and if we look at the Blazers game and I guess the Lakers, too, Aiton struggles against these kind of guys when they defend him, like Nurkic. Nurkic is just like kryptonite for Aiton. These really big guys who want to get physical. Or like Dwight Howard for the Lakers. Also, I loved when he was fighting with people, with his own teammates. That was, oh, that was a sight for sore eyes. It's like an NBA fan fiction that I wrote. You know? (laughs) I couldn't believe that was happening. It reminded me back back in the day with the Morris Goodwin choke. (laughs) <laughs> bench scuffle but yeah. i mean that's the lakers and that's your superstar anthony davis choking out a guy who's new on or <laughs> going after a guy who's new on the roster with the other eight new guys on the roster watching it's just so crazy 
And yes, it, I don't know, man. Watching Anthony Davis pretty much run down Dwight towards the bench was Dwight ignoring him purposely. That whole thing just looked so childish. Oh, and I know. I just love that it's happening over in LA. I saw a clip on Twitter. I don't even know what it was from, but some like Lakers blog boy podcast, which we're a Suns blog boy podcast, so whatever. Like we can say that. They were saying Chris Paul is the most annoying player in the league, and he was up to his regular antics. And I'm like, no, Chris Paul's good, and <laughs> the Lakers were up to their antics, like we just reviewed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. In this game, maybe the craziest thing I've ever seen happen in a basketball game happened with a challenge. Yes. Right yes. To, to start the game, Anthony Davis puts his foot under crowd. It was it was Davis, right? Or was it yeah. LeBron? It was LeBron. It was, it was LeBron. LeBron. You're right. It was LeBron. So he puts his foot under where Jay, in Jay Crowder's landing spot after a three. Crowder comes down on his foot, turns his ankle a little bit, falls down, gets the foul called. So three free throws are coming, but then the refs go to the table to check if it's a flagrant foul. After the ref goes to the table to check if it's flagrant, Vogel, the Lakers head coach, challenges if it's a foul at all. (laughs) How in the world can it go from challenging for or the refs reviewing for a flagrant foul? How in the world is he going to expect that to just go down the totem pole all the way to a no call? Yeah. I was just flabbergasted. Right. And what did it end up being? Just a regular shooting foul, right? No, it was a flagrant. Oh, they did call it a flagrant. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the flagrant stuck. The personal foul, that obviously stuck. He got three free throws. It it was just so, I, I couldn't believe it was happening. It just seemed like the typical Los Angeles thing to try to do. Yeah. Well, and later in this game, LeBron didn't get back on defense at all. Oh, yeah. He gave up. I think he gave like, up on know, a couple plays. A couple times, yeah. He just stood in the backcourt. Oh, and now I'm getting triggered because (laughs) I'm remembering on that play how um, I can't remember the guy announcer, but he brought up how LeBron didn't even try to get down there on offense to turn it to turn it. Or he didn't say anything about that. But then Doris says, well, Cam Johnson's right next to him. LeBron doesn't need to beat him down the court. Why wouldn't you want a five on four? Like if Cam was hurt or down slow to get up and lebron was just standing there that's that's absolutely insane right, right. that's that's crazy and don't given justify up, lebron's bad behavior no i mean giving up in the second game of the season and now he's already hurt with an angle ankle injury missing a game in what game four for them or five or whatever it is right pretty early to start that no. okay i'm i'm triggered <laughs> I'm so glad we're not Lakers fans. <laughs> anyway, this game against Portland, not much better. Well, we won the Lakers game, but the game against Portland sucked, and we played like garbage. And 
That's about all we really have to say. <laughs> like, you know? what else do you even say? Well, yeah. The thing that I was getting so upset with, and it was mainly McCollum, but Lillard did, a, did it a couple times too. But when they set that high pick and roll, and they're just able to walk into that three and, you know, shoot it moving towards the basket a little bit, you can tell those guys practice that all, all day. And that is the shot that they know that they're going to be able to get from a nice little moving screen from Nurkic or whatever it's going to be. But it happens every time. They just got big dogs out there to go set screens, like Zeller's out there hammering screens, Nance is out there hammering screens. That's all they're there for, yeah. to go screen for McCollum and Lillard. And, I mean, those guys, well, McCollum in this one was just automatic. It felt like he didn't miss the entire game. Went for 28, 6 for 11 from downtown, and then Lillard with 19. And, you know, when those those two had it going, we d- we couldn't get anybody going on the team except Booker. Booker had a decent one in this one. So it's just yeah. tough to keep up with that firepower. And even it Simons is. was hitting for them, too. I still think Simons is going to be pretty good, too. I'm up in the air on him. I feel like he's uh, inconsistent. Whenever I'm box score watching, it seems like he's uh, it's either yeah. a real quiet game or he's real hot. He's still so young. It's like amazing how young. Because he came into the league when he was like 18. I guess he's 22 now, but in three years of experience. Still, I still think he could be pretty good. Um I'm just looking, talking about Aiton here, too. What a rough game. Only three rebounds from Aiton. Uh, I I don't even know what to say about that because, like, Nurkic is a good center and he's big and strong, but there's no reason why he should only be grabbing that many rebounds. Right. And JaVale only had four. Frank Kaminsky had five. Alfred Payton had four. Yeah, it's just a... seems like a real, really weird stat to just, you know, get out-rebounded by 10 by the Blazers. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the looks of that. And then maybe, I don't know. Does Aiton take all the blame for this one? I'd say I'd put most of it on his shoulders. Because it's not like Nurkic is always out at the perimeter dragging eight and out, you know. He's always near the rim too. I, that's a that's interesting. I want to see how. Yeah, after this, I'm gonna look and see how other centers are rebounding against the Trailblazers. But it's still so early. Who knows? It is. It is early. Yeah. And I also just want to give out give a shout out to Kelgen Blevins. Great name. Yeah, that's a place for the Blazers. Interesting J placement. Yes. Looks like it should be uh, silent, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Montana State. Oh. Yeah. Don't see a lot of Big Sky players in the league nowadays. That's right. Didn't they just expand Big Sky? Or was that a different? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, me neither. <laughs> uh, you know, just trying to throw a little something in there. and Yeah. <laughs> Strike one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Weird well, game, bro. Weird game. Tough game, and yeah, it's it's still early. I'm not going to get too upset about anything quite yet, but 
as we move further on into the season, I think Booker needs to get back into he's not out of shape. It's just no. not maybe he's just not NBA game shape or and I'm not talking this even being a fitness thing. I'm talking just the the skill set, the mentality. It's it's just uh probably not quite up to par as much as some other guys on the right. roster are right, right. now. He'll get there. He'll get and yeah, there. I mean, we played two really, really good teams in the first three games, in the Nuggets and the Blazers. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. yeah. All right. Two games next week is all. Uh, yeah. This is a weird start to the season. It is. Rapid a back-to-back. Start. Yeah, back-to-back in the first week. And then three days have? off. Three this days is- off. We play Wednesday games. That's so weird. Very weird start. Yeah, man. And then we're we're on the road, but then the Cavs come here at least. So at least we don't have to head east, I guess. We're we're just staying in Sacramento. So Wednesday against the Kings. The Kings previously beat the Blazers. So, you know, they just worked us pretty hard. The Kings beat them. So I don't know. Maybe the Kings aren't going to be so bad this year. And I think we can say the same thing about the Cavs for our Saturday. Yes, I I think both teams will be better. I still don't think the Kings will make the playoffs. The Cavs, I think, have a better chance. I don't think they'll be amazing, but I think the Cavs could be okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think we have a good chance against the Kings. We just have to play like how we normally would. This could be a good start to getting back on track and just get a little confidence uh, before we get back to a more regular schedule. Because I looked ahead a little bit, and after this week, it's a little more normal. Uh, you know, we've got more of the every other day game kind of thing. Um, so it looks pretty. It looks a lot more typical starting in November. So um, this is this could be a nice way to kind of kickstart that. Sure. And one thing I'm looking for in this Kings game, uh, big night for Chris Paul. Yeah. Matchups with De'Aaron Fox and the rookie Davion Mitchell, who's a very solid defender. I'm I'm excited to see what he can do against Chris. And if Chris is going to, you know, take offense to all the hype this kid's been getting about his defensive skills and just take it at him a few times. Yeah, I hope he makes them look like a fool. And they're about the same size, too. That, that'll be a Are they? Nice, oh. nice little matchup there. I like that. Yeah. All right, then Cavaliers on Saturday, who just beat the Nuggets, another team yeah. that we lost to. So, yeah, it's looking like, yeah, a few teams are kind of taking a little step up again early in the season, but Cavaliers aren't looking too bad. Yeah, and... They have Lowry Markkinen, which I completely forgot. Yep. It's like that time of year, you know, where we've had all these trades over the offseason, and it's so exciting. And then you see him suit up, and you're like, oh, right, Markkinen plays for the Cavs. I forgot about that. Uh, and he's looked pretty good so far in just some of the clips I've seen. Yeah, they, they've got some size there. They've got Markkinen. They've got Jared Allen. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Love a little bit there, you know. But uh, Evan Mobley, the rookie. Mobley, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Aiton's going to have his hands full, too. And if they go big on us, 
how's uh you know crowder six six power forward how how are we going to match up like that i think these guys even started alan mobley markinen jeez to start the year i'm not sure wow. if they're still doing it but they went uh i think that's three seven footers isn't it yeah i think so yes. i think they're all set yeah i think yeah. they're all listed at seven yeah wow uh, that would be tough for us. But, you know, we could start Aiton, McGee, and Kaminsky and match up with them. Yeah, sticks at the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Why not? Yeah. Plus, I like their backcourt, too. The Sexland backcourt. Yeah. Best, uh, best duo nickname in the game. Might yes. be the only duo nickname in the game, but, yeah. you know, it's solid. I'm glad Colin Sexton has been better because I said he would be really good from the start. Yeah. And I, it looks like I was really wrong at first, but he's been he's been a lot better over the last couple of years. And uh, Garland, he's, he's a pretty good player. So I think this is a very winnable game, though. We need to win this, and we are going to be at this game. So, uh, yeah. If you have any suggestions, we take suggestions for what you would want us to yell if you have anything you want us to yell, let us know on Twitter at Sonny and PHX Pod. And while you're there, while you're tweeting away, uh, this is our bet question game. And we're going to be looking at Cam Johnson points. Cam Johnson hasn't played as much as we would hope. And we talked a little bit a couple weeks ago about the potential of him maybe moving into the starting lineup and bringing Jay Crowder off the bench later in the season or earlier in the season. So we're looking at Cam Johnson points against the Cavs. What do you think? I actually just did a little research on Cam for some uh, sportsbook action. Uh, I'm just going to say 10 points, and it's probably going to consist of two three-pointers in there because mm -hmm. he is very consistent at hitting two three-pointers per game over most of his career. So I'm going to say 10. I will then say 11. Oh. Price is right. Me. Yes. Wow. Yes. All right. All right. So let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. How many points do you think Cam Johnson will have against the Cavs? And we got a suggestion from at Comic Evangelist uh, for our hashtag. He said hashtag Valley Bets, which I like that. I, I, I like, like it that. Uh, my only concern is it, it. I wonder if other people are using it for like a. You know, sports betting is now legal in Arizona. I don't know. It sounds very legit. Yeah. So I'm going to have to check and see if other people are using it, but I do like that one. Same. So, yeah, that's that's what we got. Now we're going to move to the non-sports section of the show. We've got Halloween coming up this this weekend. It's on Sunday this year. What is your favorite Halloween song that came out circa 1962? Oh, that was an excellent year for Halloween festivity <laughs> music. That's right. But I'm going to have to go with Monster Mash. Yeah, I was going to say Monster Mash as well. So, yeah, let us know what your favorite Halloween tune from 1962 is. And be sure to hit us up on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Uh, let us know how you think this sun season is going so far. 
Is the Sarver news going to come out soon? Is there ever going to be Sarver news? Let us know what you think. And we will see you again next week. Go Suns! My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast, the ghouls all came from their humble. To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included Wolfman Dracula and his son. The scene was rocky, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax's a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what is said Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash The Monster Mash And do my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash Monster Mash! Monster Mash! Monster Mash! Monster Mash! Monster Mash! Monster Mash!